This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. Well, hello, everybody. We are so excited that you're with us. And today we have Jess Lonavelle, and she is a real estate marketing expert, and she is the founder of The Listings Lab. And her program helps agents implement life-changing business strategies. And we are going to talk all about how to get more listings for yourself, how to figure out who your target market is, how to figure out how to do paid traffic or your organic messaging, lots more. So Jess, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited that you're having me here today. Well, let's talk a little bit about how to attract more listings. Everyone here is wanting to get more listings. So kind of talk about what some of those steps would be. Absolutely. So, I mean, everything, just so, just to give you a little bit of background about me and about kind of like the approach that, that we tend to take over here, just to give a context so that, and anything that I may, that I say moving forward actually makes sense. Um, we are a trading company. So everything that we focus on is a scalable way for you to grow your business that doesn't necessarily require more hustle. So I wrote a book last year called More Money, Less Hustle. So that's really like, my philosophy, my main focus. So everything that I'm going to talk about today is really going to be geared towards how to do things more scalably and less manually. So when we're talking about listings, listings, um, you know, the, the number one thing that we're talking that that is going to be important is making sure that you've chosen a a demographic that is going to attract listings. So often I see social media messaging, you know, people running ads, things like that, that are, they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting listings. I'm not getting, um, I'm not getting the types of clients that I want to get. But I look at their messaging or I look at what they're putting out and it's very much buyer centric. And it's very much like geared towards mostly first time buyers. And then people are confused as to why they're not getting listings. So the number one thing that you want to focus on is who is that target? Who is that niche that you're wanting to, to, to attract? Now, when we're choosing a niche, it's really, really important to think about it in terms of human being or life transition. Traditionally, in real estate, we've thought about niching in terms of geolocation, or we've, we've thought about it in terms of luxury or property type or you know things like that. Now, we have this beautiful thing called the internet, and we have a much more effective way to niche down. So when we're talking niche or we're talking about target demographic, we want to think about it in terms of life transition. So are these people upsizing? Are they downsizing? Are they first-time buyers? Are they first-time investors? Or are they seasoned investors? Because each one of these segments, these are just examples. You can niche down in so many different ways. But when we're talking about, um, when we're talking about creating psychologically driven marketing or messaging, we have to be targeted in terms of understanding what these people actually need to hear and see from us. So the first thing, obviously, is decide what niche, what life transition you're wanting to focus on. That and from, hold on, yeah. I want to I yeah, say, because yeah. I, I think what you just said is really powerful and people don't really 
realize it. Because what happens is people will say things like, what I heard you just say is like, they'll yeah. post things like a $200,000 condo or a $200,000 perfect first time home buyer house. And then their next post is another $200,000 first time home buyer house. And then they go, I'm getting nothing but first time home buyers. Mm-hmm. I want, and I'm trying to get listings. I wonder why, right? Like, and they don't realize everything you've just posted kind of shows that you are, quote, an expert at a first time home buyer. It's kind of like if you're posting luxury homes and, you know, million dollar homes, who are you going to attract? You're going to more attract that luxury feel. For sure. And every, a lot of the stuff that we teach is actually not to post properties. Um, a lot of people treat their organic social media like a billboard. And that's not really the way that social media is built. Um, and I'll, the other thing, too, that we find a, a lot of, um, you know, really frequently is that agents tend to attract other agents to their social media and not actually potential clients. So if you're one of those people that has a whole bunch of agents following you and not a whole lot of ideal clients, a lot of the time it has to do with the fact that the messaging is not quite right or what you're posting tends to be what other agents want to see and not necessarily providing value or creating that that kind of relationship at scale that we want to see from uh, that we want to see from someone that we're thinking about working with as a potential client. So it, you know the, the the first step obviously like let's like you 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 decide what demographic you want to really dominate and and um, and you know the fear for a lot of people comes up that well if i choose first time you know or if you if i choose upsizers i i'm not going to get any downsizers and that's not true especially if the majority of your business currently is repeat referral if you're really wanting to in like let's say that your goal is to you know three times your business in 2023 then you have to go after another segment in order to to find that growth you can't necessarily rely on only repeat and referral in order to create that exponential growth that you're looking for. So what we're talking about is just from an online standpoint, being able to dominate one section. So you can break through the noise of everyone else and all the other marketing and create messaging that's actually going to resonate and actually have people stop in their tracks and say, yes, this is for me. And the example that I like to give is I have a really good friend, and this works in, in all industries, but specifically in service-based businesses. Um, I have a really good friend who he sells life insurance and he was running, you know, $20,000 a month in ads, barely breaking even, wasn't getting a lot of traction. And he said, can you take a look at my, my marketing? And I said, there's no niche here. This is just like everything here is so vanilla and it's not breaking through the noise. People are just scrolling past it because they don't think it's for them. So all we did was we added one word. We added the word diabetes into his marketing. And he started running paid traffic for life insurance for diabetics. And his business, I think, five times in the first six months. And it continues to grow from there because people who had diabetes were stopping and saying, this is for me, as opposed to this is just trying to be for everyone. I want to give you another example of that. So I have a really good friend. She's a counselor Mm -hmm. and she came to me and she, this was, you know, a couple of years ago. And she's like, I'm just really struggling for business. And I asked her, I said, who's your niche? And she was like, well, honestly, I 
see people with eating disorders. I see mm-hmm. people who for marriage. I see people for um, depression, anxiety. And she just listed like everyone, every client, every person. <laughs> and she, I said, what do you love to do the most? Mm-hmm. Who do you love to help the most? Yeah. I love to help marriages. She's like, I love meeting with them. I said, great. Guess what? We're going to change where you are nothing but a marriage counselor. And she's like, well, what about this guy that I'm seeing this guy? I said, you continue to see them, but let's change your entire website for nothing but marriage. Mm-hmm. Her business is now more than three times what it is. And yep. I literally can send you a text that she said, I'm so grateful for you because because you told me to go to marriage. She's like, my business has over tripled. I can't even, I'm putting people away. Yep. And they, everyone thinks if I pigeonhole myself into this, I'm going to get less business. And every single person will tell you that it's that. So if someone wanted to kind of brand themselves more for a listing agent, which that's kind of the name of the game, number one. But number two, how could they even niche that down even so, more? Absolutely. Area? So what you want to do is you want to choose a life transition or a target demographic that includes listings. So, so, you know, upsizers, as an example, you would have, if you're working, you know, for every one client you generate, it's you get a listing and a buy. If you don't want the buy side, then you want to think about, you know, do I refer that out or, you know, um, is there another niche that I want to focus on, right? So so if you want the listing side of it, you're not going to want to focus on first-time buyers or, you know, new, new families or, or things like that because they're not going to have something to sell. So you, you want to think about the life transition in terms of who has something to sell. If you are, and, and, and again, it's, it's also something you want to think about the demographics in the, in the area that you're in. So if you are in an area that's transitioning or gentrifying and it's a lot a lot more like older people that are that are moving out or moving away or downsizing then downsizers might be a really really great option for you because downsizers obviously have to list and then sometimes they'll buy but sometimes they won't sometimes they'll go into assisted living or that you know they'll they'll move away to, they'll, they'll go to florida or you know where whatever it is that 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 happens in your current area so you want to think about the life transition that you want to focus on that includes the listing portion. You never want to just, because just, like just listings isn't really a niche, right? So what we want to do is we want to find the niche that includes the listings or includes the type of business that you actually want long-term. So, you know, as an example too, I, I separated first-time investors and seasoned investors as a niche. So because the, the, the services, the messaging, the pain points from a first-time investor is, are very, very different than a seasoned investor. Um, but if you want listings, you're not going to necessarily want to focus in on investors because investors don't really sell that. Good investors don't sell. They accumulate. So, so that, that, that's going to be more buying. Um, so you really want to think about who are the people who you're really going to you're really going to want to serve and who also will like, like part of their transition is going to include a listing. Give us some more examples of niches. Like, you know, obviously yeah. there's commercial, you can focus on commercial first time home buyers, luxury. Uh, so luxury, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say luxury is a niche. Luxury is a price point. So again, what we want to think about is 
you know, in a certain area, who is buying, like, what's the life transition that is buying and selling in the luxury market in your area? So um, I said, I said something on stage the other day and people thought it was, uh, thought it thought, thought it made sense. Um, luxury, if we just think, take the word luxury, what does it mean? It just means people who have money. So basically what we want to think about is who are the people who are tra- who are transacting in the luxury market? Are they people for the most part as a trend who are downsizing? Are they people who are upsizing? Are they people who are buying Airbnbs or investment properties? And then what we want to do is look at the overall trends in that luxury segment and then be able to focus our messaging or our marketing towards those human beings as opposed to just the property type. And now a word from our sponsor, Canzel Realty. Run your business your way, only at Canzel Realty. You can have all the freedom with none of the standard real estate red tape. If you're an agent, you get to run the show however you want and be your own boss. If you want to launch a team, you don't have to jump through all the hurdles and holdups. From day one, you'll have tons of tools and perks to offer your team. Powerful real estate tech like KV Core, Brokerman, and Skyslope. If you want to be your own brokerage or already have your own brokerage, that's not a problem either. You'll still get to run it however you want. All Canzel requires is a small Powered by Canzel logo next to yours. You can be the broker, you can be the manager, and you get to determine splits. You get all the tech, admin support, ownership stock, and revenue share, but most importantly, all the freedom, all the time, only at Canzel Realty. Yeah, so like if someone said to you, okay, and this would never be me because I'm an anti-condo person. I don't, I, I would never buy anything that was a condo. I don't even like property owners associations, you know, that's just mm-hmm. who I am. Um, but like if someone said to you, okay, I want to be the condo queen or yeah. I want to be the condo king in Miami or something like that, would you say that would be a, a tight enough niche or how would you change nope. that? Nope. So what we would look at is the person. So who are the people who are buying those condos, um, who are selling those condos? Are like, for example, I actually have someone in one of my programs who primarily only sells condos in Miami. So that was a perfect example. Um, and so what we did is we looked at exactly who the demographic was that was selling those condos for the most part. Were they older people? Were they younger people who were trained? Like, and, and for the most part, what we found in the area that he wanted to focus on, they were people who had bought those condos as first-time buyers or young people. And as they grew up, what we were finding is they were moving out. So they were buying, they were selling their condos and then they were buying single-family homes uh, a little bit outside of the city to grow a family, have a backyard, have some kids. So that was the life transition that we focused on is growing families that were moving out of Miami. So, or who were moving out of the city into a single family home. So the, or upsizers. So that was really how he, he really grew his upsizing or, or his young family domination of the Miami, the Miami condo market. So kind of, would you say that you would kind of ask questions to yourself saying like, okay, what do you find interesting? What can you get excited about? What exists in your area that no one's marketing to? Kind of what are the empty niches? Like, what are some questions you would ask an agent that you would say, here's some questions to ask yourself and find that niche? I think the number one thing is, what have you done personally? 
So are you, have you upsized, right? It's have you upsized? Have you downsized? Have you helped your, your parents downsize? Because again, you know, building that element of no like, and trust in marketing always comes from the person, like comes from you. No one can know you, like you, or trust you if they don't know anything about you and if they don't resonate with you. So the easiest way is to say, okay, well, you know, have you recently upsized? Do you, are you a young family? Um, you know, have you just been a first time buyer? What, what, what is the life transition that you have recently gone through that someone else, it, you know, in your demographic would resonate with? And then again, looking at the demographics of that area, because we don't want you to focus in on, um, on, you know, a segment of, 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 of a life transition that's not really happening in your area, because then you're going to end up with a bang and niche and no business to go along with it. Um, the other thing that you can look at is um, community groups. So the LGBTQ plus community, the, you know, the, you, you can niche down in, in a lot of different ways. It also depends on the size of your market. So we have people who specifically specialize in physicians or the medical, the medical community. We also have people who focus in on, um, it really depends. Like we have, we have people like in New York City who will specifically focus in on, you know, um, corporate women because there's so many people there that you can get even more narrow. But I always want to say, like, we want to, you want to have a conversation about how big is the market? How big is the demographic? Because let's say that you want to do 300 deals in 2023. We want to make sure that the segment is large enough to accommodate you being able to do the number of transactions that you want based on what that, um, what that demographic will essentially uphold in the current marketplace. So there's a couple of different, like, we want to look at, we want to look at demographics and like overall stats. We want to look at what you've done personally in your own life that other people will resonate with. So you have personal experience going through that life transition that they're about to go through. Um, and also just who do you want, who do you like working with? What, what's going to make you happy that you would fill your business with those people? So often I get like, like people who are like, I love first time buyers. And my question is, do you want a business that's absolutely dominated by first time buyers? The answer for most people is no. So one of the things that I love that you say, and I think this resonates with everyone, but it's more money, less hustle. Mm -hmm. um, you are a queen of that. So give us some really practical examples of that. And, and I do want to make a comment of what you said um, earlier. You had said that a lot of agents have agents that are following them with, you know, people in, in our company or a company like ours. Uh, where agent attraction, mm -hmm. they make money every time yeah. they attract an agent to them. Them having agents follow them is actually a good thing because that gives them that- Normally, yeah. yeah. Normally what we would do is we would separate the two because yeah. agent attraction has very different messaging. A lot of people use our programs and our, our systems for agent attraction as well. Um, so what we would normally do is have two separate accounts one for generating clients, one for generating agents, because the messaging is just so entirely different. Right. And then you confuse people. Exactly. So let's talk about um, the more money, less hustle. Yes. Or, yeah, absolutely. What are some practical tips? So I think that the, like from a fundamental, just like strategy standpoint, when you're thinking about more money, less hustle just means efficiency. 
the fancy, nicer word of saying efficiency and leverage. So everything that we want to focus on is instead of doing things manually or doing things one-to-one, you want to think about how do I leverage it? How do I uh, automate, outsource? And also instead of one-to-one, go one-to-many. So, you know, I think when we start in real estate, when we're under six figures, we we're, we're taught very often to focus very heavily on more connections, having more conversations, making more like just like having more lunches and more coffees and more making more connections. Now, as we scale, that becomes unscalable. So as our business grows, you're only one person. You're not like that. And it, this, this, this works in prospecting too. I had a conversation the other day with someone who said, you know, I'm, I do three hours of prospecting a day and I want to double my business in 2023. And I said, well, do you have six hours a day to prospect? And then on top of that, can you also handle twice as many clients? And his answer obviously was no. And I said, okay, so fundamentally the business model has to shift. What, you're, what you've done, what, what got you here won't get you there, especially, you know, two years from now when we're talking about, you know, you want to be five times bigger than you are today. It's not about doubling down on what's worked to get you here so far. It's fundamentally shifting the business model to be more effective and more scalable. So a lot of what we teach or a lot of what I, what I talk about is from a, like we, we break it into different segments, but for marketing, it's going from one-on-one to one-to-many building audiences. I'm a really big believer that audiences are the, are the new SOI. So changing the business model, getting, getting you to a point where you're speaking to a thousand people with every message instead of speaking to one person, um, being able to understand the psychology of taking someone from a complete stranger to an attraction inbound client without having to do a lot of manual outreach, because again, it's not scalable. And depending on where you are in your business or depending on what your goals are, like the extent of this will will change. So you know, give me some practical handles on that. So just break it down. Yeah, just just give like, me like real if, practical. If you're, if you're not super focused on social media, you have to be. It's 2023. If you're not generating 50% of your business from social media, something probably has to shift. Because social media, as an, as an example, is probably the most opportunity that there is on like period in real estate. We, we live in a world today where everyone's, every single person has a computer in their pocket, right? When I got my license, when I was 21, I got a big gray pager and things were done very differently. Now, the, the fundamentally, the way that people consume information and the way that people go about their day-to-day lives, the majority of what they're doing, what they're searching for, what they're spending their time on is their phone. So if you're not showing up, building that relationship and scaling and, and generating business from where 90% of people spend the most of their time and attention, then we're, there, there's a big fundamental piece missing here. And for every message, for every, th- for, for every psychological piece of content that you put out there, then, you know, it, it, and it depends on how much you want to scale too, right? Let's say that the majority of your business is coming from repeat and referral now then great. But if you want to 10 times your your business in the next five years, purely relying on repeat and referral business probably isn't going to get you there at the the speed that you want. So when we're talking about exponential growth, we have to go from, we have to go to one to many. So So social examples of that good social media post versus one that is like, so this is going to be, this is going to be entirely dependent on your niche. Um, and on the pains, problems, fears, and desires of that niche. So when we're talking about psychology, there's a nine-point psychological journey to take someone from stranger to client. 
And you have to nail every single piece of piece of that. You've got to, there's three kind of psychological sales that have to be made in order to have somebody be an inbound client. So, you know, as an example, we have um, basically, so, so first of all, it's really important to understand that if you've done social media marketing or you've done paid traffic or you've run Facebook ads and it didn't work, um, most of the time it didn't work, not because of the system, not because Facebook ads don't work or any of those things. It probably was the niche, the offer or the, like the, the basically what you were selling um, or the message. And this is something that's really important to understand before we get into the, the psychology or the next part is that a lot of real estate agents think that they sell real estate. And that's actually not true. Real estate agents sell services and then they consult on the sale of real estate. So understanding and, and going about all of your marketing from a, I sell services, I sell the delivery of what I do, and then I consult, I consult on the sale of real estate is really, really an important distinction to make. So we have to sell the problem, we have to sell the process, and then we have to sell the solution in order for someone to be inbound. And that comes down to nine different segments or nine different points of psychology that have to be hit whether it's in a, in a retargeting funnel on Facebook, whether it's on, in organic social media. And like I said earlier, I always focus on organic social media first. If you're not getting three to 10 clients a month inbound from your organic social media, you're not ready to run paid traffic. So, you know, from the, for, the first, for the first segment of this, from the sell the problem standpoint, you have pain. So pain points, which in marketing, we all know that people move People move away from pain and towards pleasure, which is why people make decisions. So when we're talking about real estate or we're talking about life transition, people don't move because it's fun. People move because there's something in their current situation that's not serving them anymore. And they're, they believe that they'll have a better life, a better lifestyle, a better relationship, whatever it is that they're trying to solve by moving. So we need to understand the pain point. What are they experiencing now? And be able to describe it and understand it in specific visual and emotional language. Then so we give, have the give us some mm-hmm. practical things like out of the nine points from turning someone from a stranger to a client. Let's do it from an agent attraction point of view. So sure. give us a couple of examples to go, okay, you know, agents get constantly recruited by all kinds of companies. Yeah. So you want to move them from here to there. What, so what what is it that they're unhappy with? What is it that they're experiencing in their at their current brokerage or in their current situation or their current business that they're unhappy with? You know, what are some of are they feeling stuck? Are they feeling like they're on a hamster wheel? Are they feeling like they're, you know, they're they're riding the market, the, the market ups and downs too much? Like what is it that they're experiencing and understanding what the problem is and then what the solution that the current that that they're that your your brokerage or your your offer. Um, actually, ha- like, how does it solve that problem for them? Because what we're doing is, pe- again, people make decisions emotionally before they make them logically. So they, the person has to feel connected to you, connected to your story, connected to who you are and build that trust. And then we can go into the logical side of things. So what, like, what are they experiencing um, in their current situation or at their current brokerage? What are they unhappy with? What, are, what do they not like about their business? And then how does your model, your business model, because again, what we're doing is we're, we're helping them fundamentally change their business model. So how does their business model then improve or how does their life improve 
with the upgrade of the business model and moving towards your your model. So it it becomes really understanding and and this comes from market research. Like I I can't I would be making it up if I said, "Oh, it's good it's going to be this thing. This is going to be like your banger." Nobody can tell you that. The only person who who can tell you that is is that that person or that prospect. So understanding the pain point, the pains, the problems, the fears, the desires, what do they actually want their business to look like? What do they want their life to look like? What do they want the brokerage to be providing for them? And then being able to put your solution in front of them at the at the right time. I love it. Well, this has been amazing. Tell listeners where they can find you and where totally. they can yeah, I mean, I have a real, I, so I, I'll drop it in the chat. I have a Facebook group that has about 30,000 agents in it. I drop trainings in there pretty much every day. Um, and let me just drop it here. Um, it's just called the Listings Lab Method for Real Estate Agents. Um, I also, you can grab my book, which is just called More Money, Less Hustle, um, which is available on Amazon and Audible. I love it. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for You're being so welcome. with us today. This is wonderful and we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.